Good morning. We're going to be reading out of Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Good morning, Taproots. <laughs> there, we nailed it, guys. We got there. Uh, my name's Will. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, my, my normal kind of role is the, the guy with the guitar behind the mic. Uh, this morning, I get to uh, dive into God's word with you uh, and talk about um, singing, one of, our, one of our essential disciplines of the Christian faith. Um, as many of you know, this week was... Um, was absolutely a week of tragedy, was a week of um, being sorrowful and yet always rejoicing for our family. We, um, we lost a dear saint uh, this week, Janice. Um, I have to say it is um, a distinct privilege to um, be able to preach this sermon on this topic that uh, Janice absolutely exemplified love for. If you knew Janice, you knew she loved music. You knew she loved singing, and you knew she loved specifically the gathered worship of the saints of God. Um, and so I have to confess uh, some very strong emotion and some very, uh, I'm feeling some weight this morning, um, getting, getting the, the honor to, to preach on this topic this Sunday. Um, before we get started, some quick things. Uh, if you're new here, uh, we are really excited that you're here. We want to be able to meet you. We want to be able to, to know where you're from, uh, what, what, what areas we could be praying for you in. And so there's a connect card in front uh, or in the back of every seat. At some point today, if you'll just take that connect card, fill it out and drop it off in either the uh, black boxes on the walls here, or you could even take that to the welcome desk at the end of the gathering. Um, we're not going to put you on some weird email list. Um, we're not going to show up at your doorstep and try to get you to buy some pyramid scheme. We just want to know your name and pray for you. Um, I, pr I promise. Um, so uh, with, our, with our essentials series, we're talking about what are the essential disciplines of the Christian faith? What are the things that Christians do? Um, We've talked so far about confession and repentance, Bible reading, prayer, fasting, giving, serving. We've talked about being a disciple that makes disciples. We've talked about rest. And today we're going to talk about the discipline of the church gathering together and singing. Um, as we've talked about the, the disciplines, we've said sometimes God gives us this wonderful gift of desire uh, for the Christian discipline. Sometimes I have a desire to put everything away and enter into rest for my soul. And that is a gift from God. 
Sometimes God gives us an equally wonderful, equally beautiful gift of choosing disciplines we absolutely don't want to choose in the midst of um, chaos. There are some days where I believe a lie. I don't need rest because I've got a to-do list. Um, And yet God gives me this wonderful gift of choosing the discipline of rest in the midst of not desiring it. Um, So keeping that in mind, we're going to ask, here's our big idea this morning. We're going to ask two questions. The first question we're going to ask, why do Christians sing? Um, It's it's not a question I I, uh, entered the church asking. It it just kind of was a given. I never stopped to think. This is sort of a unique thing that we do. Why do we sing? Um, The second question we're going to ask is what does Christian singing do uh, in and with the church? Um, So with that, I'm going to pray. We're going to get started. Heavenly Father, I want to, to stop and acknowledge your beauty, your majesty, your perfect power, your wisdom that that makes chumps out of our greatest thinkers. I want to acknowledge your sovereignty over every single inch of the cosmos and yet your distinct presence here with us in this room today. These truths and how they they work together and and are married to one another, um, it's not even something that we have the ability to to comprehend much less, um, respond to these truths in some way that equals um, their, their beauty. And yet you give us this, this discipline of singing. And you say, I love when my church responds this way. So, um, as we dive into your text, um, God, I'm asking for wisdom that I do not possess. I'm asking for... Um, a sense of wonder and awe and love for the beauty of your scriptures. Would you move and work through your church and through your text and through um, yeah, teaching us to love the disciplines? It's for your name we pray. Amen. All right, so let's start with that first question. Why do we sing? Um, Singing has historically always been a central part of the Christian faith. Uh, Even here in our text in in Colossians, um, this is just about as early church as we can get. There's not really a whole lot of Christian church that precedes this moment. And yet we have Paul talking about the church gathering and singing. Um, and from, from this point, definitely, and very likely even before this point, on to today, in every Christian circle, and every denomination, and every expression of the church, it's always included some form, some type of singing. Um, it, it spans culture groups, it spans times, it, it, it spans uh, different emphases and things like that. Um, so I think it's good to ask, Why? That I'm sure, that I'm absolutely confident there are more than three answers. We're going to look at three answers. Uh, one, we sing because God sings. 
Two, we sing because singing is, a, is apparently a big deal to God. Our singing is apparently a big deal to God. We're going to look at we sing because singing is an essential part of being human. Let's dive into that first, uh, that first answer. We sing because God sings. Oh, in my rush to get up here, I totally forgot my Bible. Hey, Kaya, can you, or Emily, can you hand me my Bible? Thank you. I'm killing it, guys. So prepared. All right, we're going to look at our singing God. And so can you turn with me to uh, Zephaniah chapter 3? We're going to look at verse 17. This should also be on the screen, Zephaniah 3.17. Oh, there's no screens yet. Oh, weird. Well, I'm spoiled. I still have my screen for some reason. That's what it, it'll be on my screen, guys. Um, <laughs> man, you guys, that's God answering prayer because the sermon timer is on the screen. Um, all right. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will extol over you with loud singing. And so here we see Yahweh. We see God the Father singing over his children. Um, so we sing because God the Father sings. If you want to keep moving in your Bibles with me, go to Hebrews uh, 2. We're going to be looking at verse 11. Hebrews 2, 11. For he, that is Jesus, who sanctifies, and those, that is us, who are sanctified, all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call us brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. So this is, um, uh, well, it's an author of Hebrews saying, uh, quoting Psalms and saying, Jesus is fulfilling this, this, uh, this text in Psalms. Um, that, that talks about this, this, this one scent of God who will do all these things. And in this psalm, uh, the Messiah that God sends is actually singing um, the praises of God to his people. And so apparently, although we don't have a record of it in the Gospels, apparently Jesus fulfills this prophecy. So we see Jesus, the Son of God, singing. Uh, keep on following me. Ephesians 5, we're going to start in verse 18. Ephesians 5, 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So the argument in this, this passage is don't be, don't be drunkards, don't be filled with wine, but rather be filled with, be indwelt by the Spirit. Be primarily concerned with the Holy Spirit, which will lead to singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, thank, thankfulness, those types of things. So I'm going to say here we, we see the Holy Spirit as a God who sings. I'm going to admit to you that's built on a little bit of assumption. Um, I believe 
if, if being filled with the Holy Spirit, if being totally concerned with, being totally indwelt by the Holy Spirit inevitably leads to singing, then I think it's a safe assumption to assume that the Spirit, that the Spirit himself sings. Um, I'm okay if you don't buy that. I'm, I'm pretty solid on it. It is an assumption. Um, let's look at that second answer. We sing because singing is a big deal to our God. Um, as, as we look at the Bible, as we look at, so this book apparently reveals a lot about what God thinks about things and, and what God finds important and what, what God determines as most important, important, least important. If we believe that about our Bibles, then you'll notice the opening and closing sections of your Bible are lyrical. God, God doesn't start with, with, with raw narration um, he starts with poetry. He starts with lyric. He ends the same way. Um, if, if you'll notice, uh, I did not do this work. I, I straight up found someone who did this work for me. Um, there are 400, there are over 400 references to singing in our Bible. 400. Seems to talk about this issue a lot. And, and most of those references are your singing. Um, there are over 50 direct commands, mostly in the Psalms, for God's people to sing. So not only does he mention the concept of singing a lot, he specifically says, hey, church, believer, brother, sister, sing for your own good and for my glory, sing. The longest book that God writes in the Bible the book of Psalms, a, a lyrical book, a, a book of poetry. Some have called it the Bible's songbook. Um, a, a fun little microcosm, if you want to turn with me, Psalm 47, verse 6. Um, small little, small little uh, verse here. But Psalm 47, verse 6 says, Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Uh, I think there's 13 words in here, and four of them are the word sing. Uh, apparently, he's trying to teach something very specific here in this verse. Um, almost 25% of the words used are the word sing. Um, you can't go anywhere in the scriptures and escape this subject of God's people singing. You, you just simply can't. Let's look at our, 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 third, um, our third truth. We sing because singing is an essential part of being human. Now, when I say human, I don't mean human in the sense that we have a certain set of DNA or we, 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 sit, we, we fit in a certain uh, category of um, whatever scientifically. I mean human as, as those who possess a soul. Um, we talk a lot about tap, in Taproot about human flourishing. Um, so I think singing, and I think the Bible would, would back me up here, I think singing is an essential part of human flourishing. Um, it, it's, for all of human history, it's been one of the most important communication mediums. Um, when we study the revolutions, when we study uh, even political uprisings, when we, when we study uh, people groups being formed, every single one of those has a soundtrack. Um, 
As the church was formed, she had a soundtrack that went with her. As she shifted through the years, uh, her soundtrack moved with her. Um, Anthropologists, the the people who study human culture, when they want to when they want to figure out, hey, what did the, the high-level dudes think or what did they teach or, or, or stuff like that, they go and they look at books. Um, and I will never knock that. This is not a knock on that. But when anthropologists want to look at what did the everyman hold dear? What did, what did people love? What did people fear? Where were their hopes? They look to song. They don't look to what were the, the elites necessarily writing. They were looking at what do people sing. Um, this, I'm, this quote that I'm going to share with you, still no screens, right? Oh, now mine got taken away. Huh. Well, now you're going to be here for two hours. Um, um, so there, there's, a, there's a Christian theologian named Mark Knoll, and he, he said this of the church. I actually think it's true of, of humanity. He said, we are what we sing. Um, see, our brains are uniquely hardwired for singing. Um, take, for instance, uh, an Alzheimer's patient. Um, my, my grandmother on Emily's side is, is, is near the end um, in terms of, of her being able to remember anything. And the last time I visited, she didn't know who her son was. She didn't know where she was. She didn't know when she was. She, it seemed like she barely knew her own name. And yet she could sing verses and verses and verses and verses of songs from her childhood that she hasn't heard in 20 years. There's something about music, and I can't explain it because I didn't design it. Um, there's something about music that is just hardwired to interact with our brains in a different way. And so, uh, t- to recap before we move on, we sing because our God, I believe, in every part of the Trinity sings. We sing because our God reveals in Scripture that our singing is a big deal to Him. We sing because singing is an essential part of what it means to be human. Uh, another way to say that is singing is, is essential to growing in Christ-likeness. Um, and when I say that, that has a certain implication. And I don't want to get too heavy on us too early. Um, I do want to be bold, though. Um, our, our, our church, our flavor of church, sometimes struggles with the idea of singing. Um, our flavor of church sometimes struggles with the idea of Engaging with song passionately. Um, you know, God, I, I hope I say this in humility. I want to submit a thought to you. I, don't, I, I believe that your growing in Christ-likeness will be hindered by your opposition to sing. If our God sings, if he says singing is such a big deal to me that I'm going to put it on virtually every page of the Bible, um, if singing is such a big deal to him that he creates us to, react, to interact with singing in such a deep way for us to say, I don't need to sing. Brother, sister, I love you. I'm not just saying this because I'm the worship and song guy. Choosing not to sing, choosing not to engage with this will stunt your growth. Um, Please, 
please, please don't be the guy at the gym who's, who lives at the bench press, um, you know, and he's, 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 he's swole, he's jacked, right? And he's got these little chicken legs because he skipped leg day for 17 years, and when the wind blows, he falls over. <laughs> I implore you, do not be the Christian who has skipped leg day for 17 years, right? Um, all right, so let's look at our second question. What does Christian singing do? So if there is good reason for Christians to sing, um, then certainly our, our singing isn't just some neutral thing that we, we do um, just and only because God says to do it. Surely God has some, some means that he's using singing in. Um, so we're going to look at uh, four answers to the question, what does Christian singing do? Uh, the first answer our singing helps us recall to our own mind the hope of the gospel. Our, sing- our singing helps us remind others, the second answer, our singing helps us remind others of the hope of the gospel. Third, our singing is a God-given means to corporately respond to the gospel. Um, and finally, our singing reflects the glory of the gospel to the watching world. So let's look at that first R word, recall. Um, singing recalls the hope of the gospel. Um, let's go back to Colossians 3, just the very first uh, part of, of verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, I think, uh, I'm not trying to throw shade at Bible commentators. I don't have a Bible degree, so take this for what it's worth. I think maybe a possibly more helpful translation of that, is, as far as I can see it, is let the truth about Jesus dwell in you richly. Um, not, I don't think what they're going for is the red-letter Christian thing. Let only the, the words that Jesus himself spoke dwell in you. I think the idea here is let the truths about who Jesus is and what he has done dwell in you. Um, and again, we, we talked about Alzheimer's patients. Um, singing is a means to get that truth. Who is Jesus? What did he do for me? from here to here. Um, Dementia may take the mind. um, Can't take the heart. Um, Singing is is a means to make truth more true or or true in a new way. Um, We're not going to go there. We're not going to read it. But Moses actually teaches Israel a song to remember the works of God in Deuteronomy 31 and 32. He doesn't, he doesn't give a seminar. Uh, ironically, he doesn't stand on a, on a stage wearing a flannel shirt and preach. Uh, he teaches them a song. This is how I want you to remember the works of God. For us today, here's how I think this might work out. Man, maybe you're coming in today, right now. You're coming in asking questions like, is God still good? Maybe you're asking questions. How's God abandoned me? Because it really feels like God has abandoned me. Maybe you're feeling lost. Maybe you're feeling numb. Maybe you've come to a place where you're saying, there is no more joy. There is no more hope. Let's get real. There, There is very possibly someone here with us today who's kind of flirting with the idea of, 
Let's just write a note and end it. That's, that's real life. This is why we sing. Um, I could, if, if you were to come up to me and say, I'm that person. Um, I think, yes, it's a good thing for me to say, man, I just want you to know that Jesus identifies with you in your hurt and your coldness and your numbness. Jesus identifies with you in your pain. Um, would you please believe that with me? I think that is an excellent response. I do believe that it, for a Christian, it's an incomplete response. Um, there's a reason that we sing things like, all our sickness, all our sorrows, Jesus carried up the hill. He's walked this path before us, and he's walking with us still, turning tragedy to triumph, turning agony to praise. There's blessing in the battle, so take heart, stand amazed, rejoice. When you cry to him, he hears your voice. He'll wipe away your tears. Rejoice in the midst of suffering. He'll help you sing. Rings a little bit differently when we, when we marry our experience. When we marry, I'm coming in here hurting. This is why we don't just sing theological points uh, tied to music. And maybe you're struggling coming in saying, hey, I messed up this week. Like, I, I sinned hard. Um, maybe you can feel the, the waters of, of shame starting to choke you out a little bit. I think that's where we sing things like, I cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I can see his wounds, his hands, and his feet. My Savior on the cursed tree. I think that's where we, we sing things that matter, like, for on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. And we sing that because we want that truth. It's one thing, again, I think it's a good thing for someone to, to, to look you in the eye and go, brother, Sister, I know you've messed up. You, you, in the midst of confession and in the midst of um, Christ working in you, man, Jesus take, took care of that. Jesus went to Calvary. That is an excellent thing to do in that situation. I think for you, if you're in that place, brother, sister, I think it's equally as important that you sing loud. Sing until your heart believes. Our singing is a means of getting things like God is still with me. He has not forsaken me. He's not going to leave me into our hearts. Not just here. Not just an intellectual agreement with an idea. Singing is a means of remembering in, in the midst of pain. God is going to make every sad thing come untrue. And that has personal ramifications for me. Therefore, I can live in light of that truth one day. That's why we sing. Um, quickly, I want to just speak to something. I want to assure you, um, brother, sister, I, I, can, I can feel that, that weight of, am I a hypocrite if I sing things I don't believe? Um, 
Am I a hypocrite when I'm singing, when I'm not feeling? Uh, I don't think so. I'm, I'm pretty confident, no, if you're singing as a means to, Lord, I, 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 I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, I know I believe this in my head, please, through the use of melody, through the use of these people around me singing these things over me, would you help me believe this thing that I do not believe right now? Um, you're not a hypocrite. You're, you're a Christian doing the Christian faith. Yeah. Let's move on. Singing um, reminds others of the gospel. Um, so that, that next part in Colossians, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Um, so here's an interesting thing. Uh, we tend to, and this is not wrong, we tend to think of singing as a transaction, but, and it is, between me and God. I am singing to God. God is interacting with me as I sing. That is, that is 100% true. Here, Colossians adds this other dynamic. Singing is you singing to me. Corporate, corporate worship, gathered worship. When, when Alex comes up here and leads songs and we all sing, that is you addressing me in song. That's me addressing you in song. So yes, we absolutely, we are singing to God and God is hearing us. We're also singing to our neighbor. And apparently, this, this is a way that the church teaches the church. Colossians says, in all wisdom. Here, here's what I mean by that. Here's what I, how I think that works, just some things that God has done in my heart through song. Um, as many of you know, uh, there, there was a moment where I had a very massive seizure, literally as my wife was in labor, um, we were already in like a, a place of financial faith, we'll say. Um, <laughs> coating that sugar. Um, we were already in this place. And I, I'm, I'm at my wife's labor. I'm, I'm by her side and I wake, up in, um, I, I wake up in an ambulance. I don't know where I am. I barely know who I am. I can't remember anything. Um, I can't, and at this point, I can't feel my legs. Um, I'm freaking out, frankly. Um, a couple Sundays, so I you know, go through some, some recovery stuff. It wasn't a stroke. It, it, was, it was a seizure um, that puts us in this really tough place financially. It puts me in a tough place job-wise. Um, and I'll, I'll confess to you, I was being crushed under that weight. I was, I was struggling. I was failing to, to put my faith in God. In that moment, um, there was a Sunday where I was leading. Um, we, were, we were singing the song, Be Thou My Vision. Um, and guys, I just want to say, watching this church sing, getting to sit, sit in that place and watch you sing is one of the biggest honors and privileges of my life. Um, it is it's one of the biggest gifts that God has ever given me. Um, we're, we're singing... Be thou my vision. And I, I, see, I see a brother that I know. This cat's like, not 10 years younger than me, but it sure feels like it. Making more money than I'll ever make. Um, really, really gifted business guy. Um, and then I, I see him, he loves this song, so I know. He's, he's like, um, 
we're singing. And I see, I see this woman uh, who is fi- financially destitute. She's in a literal place of where is my food coming from tomorrow? Um, and we get to this verse, and I see both of them do the same thing. Um, they, they both, I can see them both focus in and lift their hands. And what they sang loudly and boldly was riches I need not, nor man's empty praise. Thou my inheritance now and always. Thou and thou only first in my heart. High king of heaven, my treasure thou art. And what that, they, they taught me. Like I was the guy on the mic picking the songs, playing the music, singing the lyrics, and they taught me. They taught me that, that there's, 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 there's nothing that, that riches are really going to give me. There's nothing that security is going to give me that's better than what Jesus is doing in me right now. To look at them and, and see a dude who feels like, comparatively, he's got everything. I'm saying, this, it's, it's worthless. In comparison to you, this is worthless. And, and, and a woman who, who seemed, and her need is a lot greater than mine, I'll be honest, um, to see her say, you're, I'd rather have you. That taught me something, and I love sermons. I love reading. That taught me something that no sermon would ever teach me. Um, there, there's, a, um, there's a brother who has faithfully suffered through sickness, um, through, through what seems to be terminal illness. Um, to see him interact with lyrics like, in all my sorrow, Jesus is better. That teaches me, that taught me something, um, that no amount of reading books on suffering or books on what the kingdom is gonna be like will ever teach me to look in his eyes to see him sing to me, brother, I know where I'm at. I know, I know what's going to happen to me. I know where I'm hurting. And in all of this, Jesus is far better. I remember standing next to my wife. Um, this is years ago now, but we were in the middle of a horrible, horrible miscarriage. And standing next to her, we sang this song. Um, she sang, I can remember her singing, though tonight I'm crying out, let this cup pass from me now. You're still more than I need. You're enough for me. Though you slay me, yet I'll praise you. Though you take from me, I'll bless your name. Though you ruin me, I'll worship. Sing a song to the one who's all I need. This is the church teaching me. This is the church teaching you. Um, it's a brother, faithful brother. Um, he's been through some horrible stuff. He has um, been sinned against greatly most of his life. He is, um, part of his story is he um, actually became an abuser, um, largely due to his own abuse and hurt his family. Um, and has been estranged. Um, when, 
I can't tell you a guy who believes this lyric more than any, I, I, I can't name a guy who believes this lyric more than, than this brother. When we sing, my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole has been nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. I think that teaches us in a way that this sermon will never teach you. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, my timer went out, so we're going to move on. <laughs> um, let's look at another response, or another, uh, another thing that singing does. Singing helps us respond to the gospel. Um, again, in... in Colossians 3, later on in that verse 16, uh, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Um, singing has this unique and beautiful thing that it does where it, it takes, I don't know, 80 people in a room right now who have, if there's 80 of us in this room, that means we're probably in about 81 unique situations in life. Um, Right, like nobody, nobody, no two same people came in here. Um, and in all of our, where we're at and what's happening and our struggles and our victories, um, singing gives us this means to sing the gospel, remember the gospel, apply the gospel, respond to the gospel together. Um, th uh, there's a song that we do and the, the chorus is just, here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. And I think we, we, grab, we grab onto things like that because, man, maybe the, the person next to you is like having a great time. Maybe this time we're just, God is pouring out blessing. Um, they're experiencing just lots of, of beauty and God has taken them through a real high place. And you're next to him. And you are not in the high place. Um, and yet, both of you can sing equally, pa equally passionately. And even in this high spot, God, I want to give you my heart. Um, God, it, I really feel like now is not a great time for me. And in that, I want to give you my heart. So we have... 80 people with 81 unique situations joining together with one voice to sing. Similarly, there's that, that bridge to in Christ alone that I've just noticed this church loves. And I think it's for this reason. In every situation we sing, I find my strength, I find my hope, I find my help in Christ alone. When fear assails, when darkness falls, I find my peace in Christ alone. I give my life I give my all. I sing this song to Christ alone. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, all of heaven sings to Christ alone. Um, our singing helps us respond to the gospel. Um, it gives us, because um, I know a lot of us here um, struggle with right emotion. Um, and in this culture, we're, we're kind of taught to be emotional is to be weak. Um, brother, sister, that is a lie. 
Um, we're taught to, to be emotional is, is, is to be maybe vapid or, or kind of tossed to and fro. Uh, I, I believe that that is a lie. I think to, um, to not show emotion, frankly, is to be weak. To, to not give, give God a, a full response. God, I'll respond to you with everything but my emotion. Um, and God's saying, no, nah, I died for 100% of you, not 90. Um, I think Jonathan Edwards has helpfully said, for although to true religion there must indeed be something else besides affections, Yet true religion so much or consists so much in the affections that there can be no true religion without them. Um, so singing is a means for especially this culture here and now. Let's I mean, get over this hump of I'm scared to emote. I'm I'm scared to interact with this here now. Let's let singing be that place. God, help me feel the weight of these truths. Amen? Um, one more thing on this topic. Uh, and man, I thank you, Alex, for leading us wherever you're sitting at. Um, I think today was a great example of this. Sometimes when we think of worship, we think as, as though God is uh, seated in the, the audience looking at the band being like, man, I hope they kill it today. Um, kind of a thing, right? Like uh, God is kind of like, we're the, this is totally false, but we almost think of it subtly as though we are the agents of, of, of ministering the presence of God to a church. Um, so if, if, if Matt drops a sick bass line, the Holy Spirit like comes a little bit farther. Um, and I say it like that, obviously, because I think that that's silly. Um, uh, I don't think that that's the way that God sees our gathering. Um, there's a song we do. How many of you guys know the song that, you are the strength of my heart? That, that, okay. I love that guitar line. Every, every time we play that song, I'm just waiting for John to rip that solo. Right? Like, anytime I like, don't have to sing, and can just listen to that awesome guitar line. I'm like... Good. It is, it is good. It's a cool guitar line. Um, God is not waiting from, for, as, as God views our gathering from heaven, he's not waiting for, and, and John, you know I love you. He's not waiting for John to drop the sick guitar line. He's waiting for the church, you, not the guy on the microphone, you. God stands up out of his throne when you sing, you are the strength of my heart. That's the thing God is waiting for to drop. That's the thing that he's like, awesome. That was cool. Um, does that mean we stop playing music? Absolutely not. Um, but I think it does mean we walk into this gathering, church, brother, sister, you are the primary instrument on Sunday morning. From a heavenly perspective, if, if uh, the screens and the speakers, ha, 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 all go dead, speakers still stay alive. Um, if they all go dead, God is not affected. He wasn't here for the guitar. He's here for you. He's here to hear your voice joined with these other voices. 
It's incredible. So I think that has ramifications for how we approach on Sunday morning. Now, before we, before we move on to that last point, I think what needs to be said is all of these disciplines that we talk about are interconnected. Uh, none of them stands alone unto itself. Um, with these stories, with, with the stories I tell about these brothers and sisters that have taught me the gospel over the years, um, the discipline of singing in gathered worship is married to, the, to kind of a discipline that glues everything together, discipline of community. To fully, to fully experience the Sunday gathered worship, um, you got to know your neighbor. To, or let me put it this way, to fully experience Sunday morning worship, you need to be known by your neighbor. Um, the, to the degree that I'm willing to step into the story of those around me and to the degree that I'm willing to let others step into my story changes how I interact with their singing on Sunday. Um, so as a challenge, if you're, not in, if you're not in community, if you're in community and you're not letting people step into your story, Jesus loves you. I love you. Um, you're missing out. Let people in there. Go boldly and deeply into people's stories. Um, the, our last response, our last, uh, our last thing, our last R word that singing does. By the way, my my timer did go out, so I hope I'm not killing the Taproot Kids workers. Um, singing reflects the gospel to the watching world. Um, I'm kind of taking this cue from uh, verse 17. Whatever you do in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through the Father, thinking thanks to God the Father through him. Um, how I see this is, singing is included in uh, our works and deeds, the, the stuff that Christians do, how Christians interact with the world around them. Um, our singing is, is both, for, it's 100% for the church and it is 100% for the watching world. Um, I think this morning is a great example. In light of a woman that we all love dearly passing very suddenly, in light of very legitimate sorrow, there, there are faces in this room that I'm only seeing because my friend has died. terrible means to be seeing people. Um, and yet, in the midst of sorrow, did you hear how the church sang this morning? In the midst of all of this, I believe in God the Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Especially, I believe in the resurrection that we, Janus, will rise again. There's, there's a way that as a church comes in and sees, man, these people lost somebody. And yet they sing. They sing full of what, what, what Edwards called Christian, the, the, the affections. They sing boldly. 
They sing loudly. They sing absolutely with sorrow and yet with joy that I can't explain or define for you. It's a better apologetic than, than some spiritual laws or a road in Romans. When the church gathers in the midst of the chaos in our culture and, and all sorts of weirdness, um, when it sings, it preaches the gospel. Um, in the midst of what our political climate is, in the midst of um, the hostility, the brokenness, the darkness of our world, um, when the church sings, come behold the wondrous mystery, slain by death, the God of life. But no grave could ever restrain him. Praise the Lord, he's alive. What a foretaste of our deliverance. How, and again, in the midst of all the stuff that we see, how unwavering our hope. Christ in power resurrected, as we will be when he comes. This is why... Uh, great, amazing evangelist, a great, amazing preacher, Martin Lloyd-Jones, when they started the technology to record sermons, they said, we gotta get you on, on record. We gotta record these sermons. You're awesome. You're, the way you do evangelism is awesome. The way you preach is awesome. We gotta get it recorded. Uh, he eventually said, sure, but only if you record the singing. And I'm like, Martin, your praise team isn't that good. And, he, and his, I mean, that's me modernizing the, the conversation, but he said, yep, and they're preaching the gospel. My gospel is, this is Martin Lloyd-Jones' con conviction. My gospel preached is not a complete gospel without the gospel sung. And he's way better at this than I am, so I'm not going to disagree with him. <laughs> um, so let me, let me close with this. Um, singing the gospel in the gospel. What I don't want you to hear is I should do better. I should perform harder. Um, I think the whole point of the gospel is you can't. Um, I can't. I'm, I'm the worship and song guy and I come in here and just am passive some days. I'll confess to you that there are days where there's a song that goes by that I'm leading, and I'm passive. I'm cold. Um, and luckily, God in his grace is, is so faithful um, not to smite me for leading songs uh, that I don't care about right now. Guys, God doesn't need your to-dos. Um, here's, here's the hope. Jesus Christ um, has worshipped God perfectly for you um, so that if you never get this right, God sees you in Jesus who always got it right. And so... Are you, if you're the person that says, look, I'd, I don't want to, I know I should, or maybe I'm not even convinced that I should, um, 
I don't, uh, bleh. Maybe sit and listen to the church sing these truths. Um, prayerfully, Lord, as I, as I listen to the church, would you stir up affection in me? Um, would, you, would you speak to me through your people? Um, God, I need to be taught in, in all wisdom. Um, would you help the church's songs be that for me? And maybe you're excited to practice this discipline. Uh, maybe you're hoping I get off the stage sooner so we can just start singing. Uh, I'm with you. Um, man, my, my advice to you, sing loud, sing passionately, sing full of faith because you're probably singing to someone else. You're probably singing for someone else. Um, this is a tangible moment where the church ministers to the church. So, um, we're going we're gonna to practice that ministry here in just a moment. Um, what's going to happen is uh, the band will, will, will come up. They'll, they'll play some songs, church. Um, God's going to listen to our singing, to your singing, um, and receive glory based on that singing, based, based on our, our hearts in him and for him and to him. Um, there's communion up front. Um, any, at any point during those three songs, please feel free to come up and, and take communion. Um, take it any time back at your seat. Um, also, um, as, we, as we start the music, we'll dismiss for Tapper Kids. I'm going to pray before we do any of that, and the, the band can, can get up here and, and uh, lead us in our singing. Let's, let's pray. God, I, um, I'm so thankful for this church and for their voice. Um, for how they have led me and taught me. Um, how so many people in this church have suffered alongside me, suffered with me, um, and done it singing to me. I'm so grateful for this church and how they have preached the gospel and song to me for years. God, I pray that you would give us a passion for singing so so uh, so real um, that it would be our greatest apologetic. I mean, it would be our greatest argument. Um, Jesus, may may you receive glory as we sing to God the Father, Holy Spirit, um, in hearts that are tired, in hearts that are weak. Would you move and work? for the glory of your name, for the flourishing of your people. Um, would you work as your church addresses you in song, as we worship you? Um, it's for your name that we pray. Amen.